welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Colin Schasperger. And I'm Jeff Poling. On tonight's show, we have our featured music, your LGBTQ news headline, and the LGBTQ area event calendar. But joining us first this evening is Ben Gleason. He is co-owner of Camp Buckwood, which is in Brown County. Um, Camp Buckwood is a campground and resort that sits on almost 49 acres in Brown County, complete with hiking trails, a lake, more. This gay campground is a great place to go and relax. Ben, thanks for being with us and, and joining us on the show this evening. Well, thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're, we're thinking that we are, uh, we're, we're hitting this at a, a good time because everybody is is thinking about the summer. I mean, what what else is anyone thinking about, right? Right. And um, and you know things like uh, you know holidays like Memorial Day and and on with the Fourth of July later on and all kinds of fun stuff. But um, why don't you just tell us a, a little bit about Camp Buckwood, especially you know where it, it sits and um, and what it has to offer. Okay, great. Um, yeah, we're about to hit our busy season, summer season. Uh, we sit, like you said, on almost 50 acres in northern Brown County. We are about 11 miles north of Nashville, Indiana. We have some beautiful forests for where our tent camping is, and we have RV sites, and we have a swimming pool and a big hot tub and a bed and breakfast and cabins and a two and a half acre pond and trails and it's just a a really nice getaway from the from the city sure um what i was um surprised when i first visited there to find is that you really you you've got all kinds of accommodations like you said it's you have tent camping you have rv camping you have um uh, high-end cabins um or people can can just come and come for the day, right? Yeah, you can just come out for the day. We're open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. for day passers. And, you know, if you want something that's a little bit uh, more luxurious, you can stay in a private room. and, and uh, Or if you want to pitch a tent, that's fine. Sure. So there are some beautiful pictures of of those rooms and the and the lodge and everything on your your website. Now that what is what is that website? That's com. All right. Yep. All one word. And um, and the, uh, the the grounds are open. Um, what what hours? Uh, we we open in mid April and we're open through Halloween. Okay. So we're open seven days a week during them those uh, that time period. And our office opens at 10 a.m. and closes at 9. Okay, yep. great. And the, you can email any time of day. We'll get back to you quickly. So uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how and when uh, Camp Buckwood began. Well, my partner and I lived in Cincinnati, and we had regular jobs. And uh, we used to drive to northeastern Tennessee to a place similar to ours. And we loved it. We would go during the week. Our days off are Tuesday and Wednesday when we would drive seven hours each way to go camping wow yeah and we thought well why isn't there anything like this for <laughs> us in the great lakes area so we sat on it for a few years and then started looking for property and we wanted to be in brown county 
Uh, it's beautiful. It's close to Louisville, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, even Chicago. Right. And uh, we found the perfect piece of property, and we said, this is it. And we kept our jobs for the first couple of years <laughs> to make sure that we weren't going to that we would make it and uh we made it that's this is camping season number 14 for 14. us 14 wow yeah so. wow so the um and and i and i know that there are a lot of um regulars and long time campers we do we have there was a, a guy there that last weekend who was the first ever camper we ever had oh wow he was in indianapolis and so they've They've come year after year. And it, during the first few years, I can't believe anybody came back because we <laughs> built it from scratch. Like, there was not an existing campground. Wow. We went through the zoning. We went through everything. And just, it was very, very rustic the first the first couple of years. But right. we wanted to create a place where uh, gay men could come and just be themselves and not have to worry about sure. outside pressures. Or, like, if you went to the state park or the KOA of people looking at you funny or wondering why two guys are camping together. And yeah, so that's kind of why we did it and why, uh, we think Indiana should have a place for guys to be able to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. The, um, I know that, um, there's everything from shelter houses. So, um, there are, um, like carry-ins and, and different things like that. So you do a lot of, there's a lot of um oh yeah we have a, we have events every week right uh we have a pavilion for people who want to get out of the sun we have a party barn called rusty's it's byob but we have music and dances we have a prom there this, this summer <laughs> wow it's kind of fun nice. uh, yeah and we have all kinds of fun events uh all year long and they're all listed on our website and uh and we draw people from all over the midwest on a regular basis and people from all over the country come come through and come by well, yeah, like you said, it's it's really even though it's very secluded, it is easy to get to from just about any you know big you know larger city in the area, right? I mean, all the cities within four hours of us are Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, Lexington, wow. Louisville, Columbus, Ohio. So we we have a, a large pool to draw from, and they they a lot of people come. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it is a full. I don't know if if you would use the term full service campground as far as like you guys have a you know if someone forgets their their camping supplies you've you've got we have a little store in the uh, office right? we call it Buck Buck, Buck, Mart. <laughs> Buck Mart we even have a dog park we call it Barkwood <laughs> so if you want your dog to nice. have a place to run run around we have that too we do welcome pets and uh, it's very laid back and we have. Our, we have a, our list of rules like any other place in the world, but one of ours is leave your drama and attitude at the front gate and pick it up on your way out. So nice. We want, if you're a, a surgeon or a janitor or a teacher or an astronaut, everyone's the same when they come into our gates. and you know, We like to let them have their experience. And a, a stress-free zone, I understand. It is. So that's the sign at the, <laughs> at, the, at the driveway. And a lot of people mention that. And, they feel that. Sure, sure. Um, you guys also, um, you do a lot for the community, and you have a lot of, of, of community involvement with um, donating with local organizations. We do. We have a charity of our choice, which is Mother's Cupboard. They're located in Nashville. They used to be in Bean Blossom, but they've since moved and partnered with Habitat for Humanity. Uh, but uh 
from the very beginning, we've decided that since we're lucky enough to be a part of a community, we should give back to the community that we live in. So we chose a local charity, and that's Mother's Cupboard, and they are a free store food bank and soup kitchen uh, that's open every day of the year and feed like 120 hot meals a day to people of Brown County. Wow. And they don't require uh, people to show need or it's like if you're hungry, just come in and get something to eat. Mm. And last year with all of our fundraising efforts, we were lucky enough to donate about $12,000 to them. And so they were very happy about that. What makes us happy too yeah. to know that we can make a difference. And, and it's all a few dollars at a time from all of our campers and mm-hmm. we have fundraisers and we have a nice drag show on on uh, Labor Day and uh-huh. all the performers donate their tips. And so it's, nice. it's a lot of fun. That's great. Nice. Yeah. So there's, um, so like I said, we were, we were talking about the holidays and of course you guys are just rocking during the holidays, right? You're very busy during yeah, the holidays. What's, what's yeah. your, bu- your busiest time? It's absolutely the 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. We, uh, put on a really nice fireworks show. Um, uh-huh. and it's, uh, it's packed and it's a lot of fun. Sure. If you are looking for the quiet, serene camping experience, that would not be the weekend <laughs> for you to come back. Yeah. So, right. But, uh, yeah, um. Memorial Day is great. Labor Day is great. And that's that's when it's super busy. But yeah, after Memorial Day, we're busy seven days a week. And there's always somebody there and mm-hmm. having a good time. Cool. Yeah. So what are, um, so um, what, uh, what, if someone wants to come up for the day or if someone wants to, to camp, let's talk about um, how inexpensive it is to uh to you know, okay. check out yeah, sure. the facilities. Uh, our private, uh, we're a private membership facility, so everybody who comes has to join. Uh huh. Um, your first time membership is fifteen dollars, and that's good for the season. Oh wow! So it's very cheap. Yeah. Um, and then everything else, you just pay a la carte as you go. Like if you come out for the day during the week, it's ten dollars, so you can hang out, enjoy all, all fifty acres for ten dollars for all day. Um, and camping rates are good and. All the rates are available on our website. All right, yeah, which is uh, campbuckwood.com. That's it. And you guys also have a Facebook We do. We have group. a Facebook page. Facebook yeah. page, yep. Very informative stuff. Yeah, so can you tell us uh, what are some of the weirdest things that you've seen uh, oh, on the man. campground? <laughs> In Brown Brown County? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I think the first couple of years we had somebody – who uh, was glamping. They had a <laughs> chandelier. They had a Persian rug in a tent. And I'm wow. Like, I never would have thought, <laughs> like, who thinks of that? But, you know, leave it to the gay guys to putting <laughs> up a crystal chandelier in their tent. So yeah, everybody has their uh, own yeah. idea of roughing it. Right, huh? right, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we see all, all sorts of fun people. And, you know, guys have met friends there that they would never would have met anywhere else like people from illinois be friends with somebody from kentucky and they go on right. vacation together uh-huh uh, we've had people get married there met their spouses there and gotten married there right i was reading about that yeah so it's a it's a real brotherhood really actually very cool yeah so. and, uh, we were wondering about if indiana would be a place where this would fly and so far so good so far so good. so you haven't had any trouble Kind of in that we area. haven't really no uh when we were getting our zoning we had a few interesting questions about how can two guys own a bed and breakfast and all this kind of stuff mm. and there were some 
questions I won't even bother repeating. But uh, luckily, the zoning board saw through all that and and uh, allowed us to continue. Good. So good. Deal. The neighbors have been fine. We're front. We're close to some of them actually. That's that's a good thing, yeah. right? Out yeah. there. Yeah. And we're in the middle of nowhere. Really. <laughs> Well, we're going to um, just take a, a short music break, and um, then we'll be back and talk more with you. Okay. Here, Ben. Great. So, Yeah, sure. So it's uh, time for our first music break of the evening. Uh, Grizzly Bear released yesterday the second single off its forthcoming album, uh, Painted Ruins, out on August 18th. In addition to the new single, the New York band announced a tour of North America and Europe to promote Painted Ruins. Frontman Ed Drosty has long been an outspoken advocate for the LGBTQ community, having married his husband, Chad McPhail, in 2011 and inspired fellow indie musicians to embrace their sexuality, including Vampire Weekend's Rostam Batmanjil. With their latest release, Morning Sound, here's Grizzly Bear.
just listened to Morning Sound by Grizzly Bear. Rejoining us in the studio this evening on Blooming Out is Ben Gleason, co-owner of Camp Buckwood in beautiful Brown County. So welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, so Ben, we were talking earlier about um, Camp Buckwood having, you know, not only tent camping, RV camping, um, cabins, uh, a lodge with rooms and everything. Um, you guys are really reasonably priced when it comes to what tent camping is only. Yeah, is tent it? camping on the weekend is twenty twenty dollars per night per person. Um, so uh, it's fairly reasonable. College kids can probably afford it, and uh, mm-hmm. you know we want to make sure that that people can find something reasonable where you know at our place, so they can just come and enjoy it. Sure. And and what if I have an RV, a motorhome, or something? How much is is? We that? have uh, lots of uh, RV sites. Uh, we have a lot of seasonals that are there all summer long, and they don't move. But we have some transitional uh-huh. sites also, and uh, those are forty-two dollars a night on the weekend, and that includes two people. So it's really not much more than tent camping, really. Right. And they have uh, electric and electricity and water hookups, and uh, so yeah, it's very it's very good. Sure. The um uh, let's see. Um, the the lodge is is something that I was surprised most mostly about, and and actually even the cabins. But um, so you've got uh, what it's it's known as the Four Seasons Lodge. That's it's, the Four Seasons Lodge, yes. Right. And uh, it's it's a home that was built in the 30s uh-huh. and in the 70s. They had added an addition in the 70s, but it's very rustic. Uh, but the rooms are very comfortable and uh, have all the amenities you would have. Uh huh at a hotel and and you also get a nice big hot breakfast in the morning it's included with the room so really yeah that's cool yeah so so i I love the room names that's like uh one is the the stone orchard stone orchard right we we go down to tennessee and we buy this rock and we come home and we put the rock on the floor so we have so it's like a nice indoor-outdoor feel to oh, it. So okay. that's how the Stone Orchard got its name. Gotcha. And, and we have the Rusty Horseshoe. The Rusty Horseshoe. Yeah, <laughs> that's the other one I like. The so. loft is kind of self-explanatory. Right. It's, a, it's an actual loft, but it's it's private. And uh, the Southern Stripes, it used to have um, striped wallpaper on it. So uh, we okay. called it the Southern. It faces south, so we called it the Southern Stripes. Nice. Nice. Uh, so, um, so what is the... The, the next of event or the next, you know. Well, this weekend we have the wig party where everyone gets the craziest wig they can find and they, <laughs> everybody comes wearing a ridiculous wig to Rusty's The Party Barn. Nice. And we have uh, good music and dancing and fun. And then after that is Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after Memorial Day is friends and family. We have two friends and family events where members and guests come and they bring their moms and their nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles and so it's 
everyone's welcome those weekends how cool we have one in june and we have another one the weekend before halloween uh-huh. and we do that one we do trick-or-treating with the kids and pumpkin carving and all that kind of stuff so nice so we do have a couple of weekends where uh where it's for everybody sure um the uh um, and and you guys you, you go all the way till like you said um um halloween's our last weekend the last one yeah in the in the fall we do a a lot of bonfires and but we are we are a men only uh business Uh uh-huh normally except for our friends and family weekends and when we started the mission was to create a safe place for for gay men to go and be be themselves and we thought long and hard about whether we're going to be co-ed or not and Mm we we looked at all the the gay camping options throughout the United States. And there are many co-ed and there are many all for women and there are many all for men. So uh-huh. we felt comfortable uh, making that decision, but it's always something that we've, we, we think about constantly. Sure. Yeah. We, we never want to feel like we're excluding people, but we, we do want to provide a place where people can like us can just come be themselves. Yeah. We know the pressures of, living in a society, especially here in Indiana under the Pence administration, wasn't so great for gay men or <laughs> no. women. So, right. so we, uh, you know, we're still, unfortunately, we're still fighting that fight. Yeah, of course, we sure are. Um, the, uh, uh, the other talking about the, the accommodations, I have to mention the, you know, I, I've seen the, the, the cabins that are there, which are really cute. And they're, mm-hmm. they're all, you know, on the way to the, uh, the area with the, the pool and all that. But, then I, I on the website, well, I'd never seen this before, but you have a lake view cabin, and it says it has an incredible view of the lake. So it does. It's <laughs> where uh, did where did that come from, Ben? We were out <laughs> shopping for vending machines, something very ordinary, and we saw this perfectly put together little cabin on on a trailer, <laughs> and we thought we have to have that. Like, <laughs> it's coming home with us today. So wow, we stopped by and we we got in touch with the guy and we brought it home and. Uh, it's like one of those things where you, I knew immediately when I saw it where it was going to go. So we dug out the spot in the woods that overlooks the lake, mm-hmm. and we hauled it up there and leveled it out, put a nice covered porch around it, and uh-huh. uh, has a grill. And wow, the cabin has these two huge picture windows. So when you wake up, you see the lake in the morning, and it's it's facing away from the rest of the campground. So you really feel like you're right. in solitude there. Nice. Yeah, it's really nice, and it's the only campsite or that has its own parking space on the whole campground Ooh. oh really that's that's, <laughs> that's a, a plus yeah that's definitely a plus so yeah. um i was reading the amenities and like ooh, gas grill uh covered deck with patio furniture outdoor shower does, fire yeah. pit yeah. you're like that's where i would <laughs> right that's kind of like the glamping version of our cabin so. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems okay. like it's a little glampy <laughs> you get but, a little bit more yeah right yeah, no, but nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. not at all. So, so uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the history of this? I know we talked about it a little bit earlier, right? But well, the the impetus for us doing this even, you know, came from going to Tennessee, and that's actually it's a place called Timberfell. It's still in operation, and it was the first ever gay campgrounds campground specifically for gay people in the United States. So, oh, wow. And uh, every time we went there, we had a blast, and we thought, you know, we have to we have to have something for, we have to right. spread this around because people enjoy this. So, yeah, and we, 
like I said, we built it from scratch. Mm-hmm. We uh, kind of let it grow organically. And mm-hmm. people, would, uh, some of our customers would be like, have you ever thought of having camping over in that area under the, in those woods? I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll start going that way. Like, right. A lot of customer input. I mean, we had plans, but mm-hmm. you want to see how people use the space. And, and it's, we've grown as they've determined you mm-hmm. know, where, where to go. And uh, I can't stress how great our campers are. I've known some of these people for almost 15 years now. And we had, uh, we had one camper who had, was on a kidney transplant list. So three of our campers got tested to give him, him a kidney. Wow. They all three had the same type, blood type. And uh, they all three went through the examinations to give him a kidney. Unfortunately, well, one of them was a match perfectly and made through all the testing, so he gave him a kidney. So that's wow. the kind of community that we built there. <laughs> wow. And it's I like, guess. you don't think of that as a campground. You know, like, no. that's that's not what you think about when you think of a campground, but that's the, some of the sort of things that we've gotten to experience over the last yeah. 15 years, so it's great. Good people. Yeah. Nice, nice. And he's doing well, by the way. Kidney worked. <laughs> <laughs> that's both doing that's well. just amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, so. well, so, um, and we are, we're 18 and up. So, okay. So All we're right. adults. We're, uh, for adults. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just basically come and be yourself, you know, come and enjoy, enjoy Brown County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it is what you want it to be. I've always, yeah. Yeah. Said so w- nice. We play a lot of cornhole. <laughs> the pool is always packed. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. have a giant hot tub we got a few years ago. It's 15 by 12. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's oh, wow. really big. <laughs> so, and that that's very popular. Cool. Uh, yeah. So we have a lot of good amenities. And, you know, if somebody wants to come and have a party weekend, they can. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to come and just find a tree and read books, they can. Sure. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Pic- everything from a picnic basket to a, a, a cooler and <laughs> that rolling great. kitchen, like you know, <laughs> you know what people will bring and they bring it all. Yeah, it's so sure. it's fun. Well, well, Ben, thanks for for coming on and well, talking for to us about me, Camp yeah. Buckwood yeah. today. It's really it's been very enlightening and um, yeah, I sure I've hope really some people it. who never knew it existed now know where that yeah. we that we exist. Definitely, so. CampBuckwood.com. Um, there's the the Facebook page for Camp Buckwood in beautiful Brown County. We are lucky to have you so close by. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Well, please come back and talk to us again, okay? I will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now to Jesse with the uh, top of the hour break. You're listening to listener-supported WFHB Broadcasting in Bloomington, Bedford, Ellettsville, and Nashville, Community Radio for South Central Indiana, and online at WFHB.org. Right now in Bloomington, it's 84 degrees Fahrenheit. Tonight, there's a 20% chance of rain with a, 60, with a low of 62 degrees. This weekend, it looks like it's going to be pretty warm and rainy. 60% chance of rain tomorrow on Friday with a high of 78 and a low of 64. And on Saturday, there's a 50% chance of thunderstorms with a high of 81 and a low of 65. Now we're going back to JP. 
Thanks. So the Bay, uh, for our next music break, um, we're talking about the Bay Area singer-songwriter Jay Som, S-O-M, premiered today her odd neon-infused music video for the song One More Time, Please, off of her breakout album, Everybody Works. In conversation with Out earlier this year, Som spoke openly about facing society as a marginalized musician. As a female-identified musician and a queer person, you have people constantly telling you the world isn't made for you, she said. I think this is a very sensitive time where we should be thinking about people who don't have as many opportunities as the typical white indie band. Psalm is currently touring Europe in support of her debut album and will continue into America this summer sweeping the festival circuit and headlining several shows on her own. With One More Time, Please, here is Jay Psalm.
just heard One More Time Please here on Blooming Out. Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from The Back Door, Bloomington's downtown queer bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The Back Door is located at 207 South College in the alley, in the alley behind Atlas Bar. More information can be found on their Facebook page or online at bckdoor.com. Blooming Out is also supported by the Quarryland Men's Choir, Bloomington's premier chorus for gay, bi, and trans men and their allies. More information can be found at their website, quarryland.org. Now we turn to our producer, Ryan Shaddy, with this week's LGBTQ News Headlines. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, First off, in the national news, North Carolina's Governor Roy Cooper said on Tuesday he will issue an executive order to improve protections for LGBTQ residents in the state. The announcement comes after Cooper signed a bill in March to partially repeal the state's controversial bathroom bill, or House Bill 2, which, among other things, barred transgender individuals from using public restrooms consistent with their gender identity. The partial repeal of House Bill 2 prevents local governments and schools from regulating multi-stall bathrooms, showers, and changing areas. The partial repeal also bans cities from enacting their own non-discrimination ordinances for nearly four years. The Associated Press previously estimated that a continuation of House Bill 2 would have cost North Carolina approximately $3.76 billion in the loss of businesses, jobs, and consumer spending over the course of 12 years. In Nevada, Governor Brian Sandoval signed into law this week Senate Bill 201, which protects LGBTQ youth from the discredited practice of conversion therapy. Conversion therapy seeks to change an individual's sexual orientation or gender identity, and is based off on the false belief that being LGBTQ is a mental illness that can be cured. This theory has been rejected by every major medical and mental health organization, and we can't state that enough. (laughs) Uh, Nevada becomes the third state this year to enact these protections. In other national news, Private Chelsea Manning was released from prison on Wednesday. Manning was sentenced to 35 years in a military prison for leaking classified government documents concerning alleged war crimes and rights abuses via WikiLeaks. In one of his final acts as president, Barack Obama commuted Manning's sentence. Manning, who announced her transition to female in 2013, was denied the right to transition while imprisoned, leading her to make several suicide attempts. In a statement last week, she said, For the first time, I can see a future for myself as Chelsea. I can imagine surviving and living as the person who I am and can finally be in the outside world. Manning will remain on active duty within the Army on unpaid excess leave. In the local news, a Brown County church has fired their organist who was accused of vandalizing the church with anti-gay graffiti. George Nathan Stang of Bloomington was arrested on May 3rd after admitting to vandalizing the church to mobilize a movement against the Trump administration. In a phone interview with Fox 59 News, Sting said, quote, One of the things I regret most is adding more hatred in a world that already has so much. Leadership at the St. David's Episcopal Church are offering Sting counseling and community service opportunities to reconcile with the church community. In global news, Lithuania has become one of the first countries to accept men fleeing Chechnya due to, the, due to their sexual orientation. 
In April, reports surfaced that more than 100 gay men were being detained, tortured, and in some cases killed by the Chechen government. In a statement to the Baltic News Service, Lithuania's foreign minister said, quote, I can confirm that we have issued visas to two who came from Chechnya who were persecuted because of their sexual orientation, end quote. He also called on other European countries, uh, other countries in the European Union to offer refuge. He said, quote, with respect to the opportunity to help and, if necessary, granting asylum, we will coordinate with allies, end quote. In the United States, the Trump administration's Department of State, uh, Department of State is refusing U.S. visas to gay men seeking to escape Chechnya. The Russian LGBT network reports more than 80 people have requested help. A U.S. State Department spokesperson said in a statement that the department could not comment on visa denials. Well, JP and Colin, let's get started with with that one in in our discussion for this evening. The U.S. not accepting Chechen asylum seekers. Can you believe it? It goes, in my mind, it is Putin's administration having its effect right on our government. Right then and there, you can see it. The White House is painted red. Yep. And not only with not only with Chechen men blood, but red, red in Russian, mm-hmm. uh, Russian collars. Yeah. Have Have you seen the um, the cover of Time? Mm-hmm. I think it certainly is have the latest one with the partial half White House, half um, Russian Kremlin. Kremlin, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is uh, depressing to know that we still continue to deny that this is happening over in Chechnya. And, and we still haven't heard anything from our government, from the top officials in our government, about this atro- atrocity that is happening over there. It's, it's unforgivable. Why do you think that we are, our government is doing this at this time? If it were the Obama administration. Would it be different? Would it be right. different? Because I think that we have a, you know, a, a government, an executive branch right now that doesn't really care about humanitarian concerns and instead you know i I mean i wasn't surprised at all because you know i i mean have you seen all of the stuff on the news that's been going on this week it's just i mean to me it seems obvious that he's not wanting donald trump is not wanting to upset putin well on top of that it 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 comes at a time when the white house is also up in arms about everything under the sun currently. So mm-hmm. do they have time to worry about foreign affairs such as this even? That's a question to but but at the same time, yes, they should worry about it. That's but, a good that's a good point that after this week they're probably not going to have time to worry about anything other than all of the shady things that they've done in the you know, in the past. So Absolutely. Um, going to the Brown County issue, uh, we we reported this story on on the show, and and we were all up in arms about who could who could go about doing this type of stuff. And and now we know that it was actually a gay man who mm-hmm. who perpetrated this crime. I got to thinking about this myself, and I I I was thinking through what would go through a person's mind to do that as a gay person, and then. On top of that, it makes our community look bad at a time when we are trying to sure. uh, to grow and to to gain acceptance in in not only our country mm-hmm. but the entire world. Mm-hmm. That that's true, but how many of us who are activists 
have haven't you know entertained thoughts like that well what if somebody did that and yes it would be sabotage or it would you know but i mean but it crosses it, it you know we would be lying if we didn't say that things like that crossed our minds you know because of the the outcome you know people weigh that in their head and they think well would something like that be it'd be bad yeah but maybe it would change things maybe it would be worth it you know it is worth it until you get caught <laughs> and that is definitely something that goes around in your head as well i'm i well maybe not him but yeah see i mean i i can't i i can't imagine doing that i mean i with everything that you do you have to try to represent this community the best that you can and that to me does not to try to mobilize everyone in a fake way you know and to to stage something like that you know people already cared in the first place and people were already motivated in the first place and now what do you you know the people who were mobilized by that what are they thinking now that they know that this was fake this was made up by someone in their community right. what what are we going to think now right luckily this this uh church you know it may be in one of the more conservative parts of our state but uh, at the same time, it it isn't so conservative. So uh, the nice thing is, is that they're they're forgiving, that they are actually acting like Christians and doing the right thing and offering a path to to uh, forgiveness for uh, Nathan. So that is uh, also a good thing um, because it shows that uh, while yes, um, they are being persecuted and he's being persecuted, everybody's being persecuted in this, and and uh, and there is a path to forgiveness for all parties involved. We're going to go and talk a little bit about uh, House Bill 2 in, in North Carolina. Um, this is all good stuff that's going on right now uh, there because uh, with with such a demoralizing act that was signed into law by their previous governor, coming now and, and we're talking about uh, getting rid of this for at least four years and, and allowing for uh, transgender individuals to use the restroom of their choosing, so forth and so on. It is going to start pulling back a little bit on the damage in North Carolina, but uh, how big is the damage? It, it, the previous governor has made some serious, serious damage with the, the House bill, all the legislation. Um, the, the new governor... Um, Governor Cooper has got a lot of things to fix, but so far I've been really impressed with how he has turned it all around and has really been trying to correct and and fix these. And these it doesn't matters. seem like he is he's getting very much legislative backlash either. You don't read in the news that he's getting like a hand, like maybe just a handful of legislative backlash, mm -hmm. but it's not an outcry of legislative backlash. And it's because these legislators that are in that state have now realized what they did. Mm -hmm. And now they're, now they're wagging with, now, now they have their tails wagging between their legs right. and they have a governor who has set them straight. Right. Their previous governor cost them that state a lot of money, a lot um, and I've thought, well, you know, hmm, I think I'm thinking of a similar situation in a state that we all are very familiar with. Um, and boy, I'd like to see that happen here. Yeah, there, I mean, there's still some backlash due to RIFRA and 
even though the parts of the bill uh, that that caused a lot of contention uh, were ripped out of that before signing and then uh, afterwards um, were, were looked down upon so forth and so on. I do want to see a, a report uh, that shows what uh, damage RIFRA did do to Indiana. Mm-hmm. And we know that a PR firm was hired to, to correct the damage. Uh, we know that they were stopped in the midst of their damage. And I pretty much remember them saying that the damage was too bad for them to handle. <laughs> so, right. so um, they didn't want to take, take care of it anymore. But now you have uh, Vice President Pence, who was the former governor of our state, leading the charge for the RIFRA nationally. And that was an executive order signed by uh, Donald Trump a couple of of weeks ago. So how much damage is that going to do to American companies? Can it do damage to American companies? What can American companies actually do uh, to see that that um, these types of legislation, these types of legislation don't uh, go unnoticed? Well, we've certainly seen enough of it on the state level. You know, we've we've seen you know state after state with the that ex, that specific struggle, and and we've seen how much those states um, are cost. You know what the cost mm-hmm. is. Um, so I I really am curious about um, trying to you know make something happen on a on a national level if we just haven't seen too many of the um the the negatives and 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 what the costs actually are Mm -hmm. i i i would like to think that on a national level overall we're going to say no we're not going to fall for that again sure and hopefully that's that is what happens but uh with with the current admin in office i'm not sure which direction Mm -hmm. we will we will go. Right. Our final issue here uh, that we're going to talk about this morning uh, or this afternoon, <laughs> I'm lost on my time of day, wow, um, is uh, the conversion therapy law in Nevada. Uh, Nevada becomes the third state in, in the union to um, sign a law that protects people from the disastrous effects of conversion therapy. I cannot believe that only three states have have done this. That was what I was thinking. Yeah, I was completely shocked when you read that. Why is it that other states have have yet to uh, ban conversion therapy? Why do we think that they are allowing them? Uh, There are more Democratic states than three. So uh, what is what is preventing this from catching on in the rest of of those states? That's a good question. I, I really would like to know myself. I really cannot figure it out. I mean, I don't have an answer either now that you ask that. You know, part of me feels like maybe it's not to upset the religious population. Um, mm-hmm. But see, I'm just not educated enough on this to be able to, to guess. Well, like you said, the, the theory has been rejected by every major medical and mental health organization. For years, that's For, that. Yeah, you know, it it started that started years ago. That's not a new thing. So why is it now that states are finally starting to prevent this? It is. We are at a point in our society where conversion therapy um, can be seen as going to um, 
essentially going to a concentration camp. You right. know, I don't want to compare it that strongly because nobody nobody wants to go through a concentration camp. But these kids are committing suicide. Mm-hmm. Right. Some adults that go there commit suicide. It is absolutely abhorrent what they do at these at these conversion camps, and to see that we just have three states that out, outright prevent it, um, that's pretty disheartening in a lot of ways, at least to me. Um, there has to be more done in order for us to to move on as a community uh, and to fight for people. Uh, I don't know if either of you know anybody who has been sent to a conversion camp, but we all know um, we all know J. Patrick Redman in, in his book uh, talks about a a child who got sent to conversion camp and um, the disastrous effects that has on uh, the emotional well being of of an, of an individual, of a human person. So, yeah, based on a, I mean, you know, based on so many true stories. Um, and I, yeah, I, I do not understand why there is not a larger outcry and more legislation to change that. That is all the news we have for this evening. For News Director Noel Phillips, I'm producer Ryan Shaddy. We will now turn it over to Colin for our final music break of the evening. And since Dave Richardson and Kelly Love Monster started Swagger Like Us in uh, 2012, the party has become one of the Bay Area's most important platforms for local and touring LGBTQ artists. But not until three years ago into producing the parties, when the business partners took Swagger Like Us on tour in Australia, did they realize that they were meant to do something more for that vibrant music community. So, the San Francisco-based duo began signing a handful of the artists featured at their parties to their new label, Molly House Records, and released their first EP, titled Molly House Volume 1, on May the 5th. Molly House Volume 1, which Richardson produced in its entirety, is a five-track teaser for what's to come from the label. Love Takeover is one of those tracks, featuring Saturn Rising, a San Francisco singer, dancer, and performance artist who first gained notoriety for his colorful choreography at queer parties. From Dav Omake's Beats and featuring Saturn Rising, here is Love Takeover.
And to finish out tonight's show, it's time for your weekly LGBTQ area event calendar. HIV testing will continue to be provided by Positive Link throughout the summer on the first and third Thursday of each month at the LGBTQ Cultural Center. This free, confidential 20-minute testing can be scheduled by contacting the LGBTQ Culture Center. An IU staff member is forming a meetup group open to Bloomington area LGBTQ adults of all ages. If you're in town and would like to join like-minded folks for fun social activities, learn more by visiting www.meetup.com slash Bloomington LGBTQ social meetup. The annual Spencer Pride Festival will be kicking off Pride season activities on Saturday, June the 3rd. This is an all-ages event and has uh, many vendors, food options, drag queens, a pet parade, and more. The 2017 festival will begin at 10 a.m. and run until 5 p.m. on Owen County Courthouse Square. More information can be found on Facebook. Follow that up by attending the Circle City Indie Pride Parade and Festival in Indianapolis on June the 10th and the Equality March for Unity and Pride in Washington, D.C. on June the 11th. And that is all the time that we have for you this evening. We would like to thank you for tuning in tonight. If you are interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at bloomingoutwfhb, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy. The associate producer procure is Grace Thumser. Our board engineer is Jesse Grubb. The news director is Noelle Phillips. Finally, our theme music is an original composition produced by Blooming Out by Aaron Gage. Uh, and for Blooming Out and Jeff Poling, I'm Colin Schasperger. Please tune in again next Thursday at 5.30 p.m. and visit us online at bloomingout.com. Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ plus radio program, airs every Thursday evening here on WFHB at 5.30 p.m. You can also stream us 24 hours a day, seven days a week on WFHB.org or bloomingout.com. Thank you for listening. Please tune in again next week to Blooming Out.